0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Wrestling First the World Podcast. If y'all are enjoying your day, sweet, if not, what the hell, ever. So, it is finally time to get to the show that I kept talking about, and that is Brooke Knows Best. Today is going to be Season 1, and then when I can, I will do Season 2 in a separate video. But I cannot guarantee that Season 2 is going to be a full season review, because like I said, I can't find the last episode. But just as I'm recording this, I finally finished the first season let's break down what happened and for those who don't know Brooke knows best was the spin-off series for hogan knows best hogan knows best ended in 2007 the family broke up because of the divorce and next accident so now this was a spin-off series focusing on Brooke and her her whole aspirations for independence so it's gonna see, feel different than hogan knows best because that was just a lot of focus on some stuff involving Hogan and then Brooke's music career but Anyway, let's start off. Episode 1, titled, Moving In. The premise is pretty basic. I'm talking about Brooke moving into the new house, slash penthouse. And it was that one that they showed, I believe it was the second last episode of Brooke Breaks the Bank. Where herself and Glenn were looking at different places to move in. So we saw a, a glimpse there. So it was kind of nice. But Brooke is finally moving to her own place. Hulk is helping his sister and everything. And the place was shown, like I said before... And Brooke shows place her dad saying, here's all this stuff, here's the upstairs stuff with the hot tub and the bedrooms and all that, saying that she, herself and Glenn will be living there and they're planning on getting a third roommate in order to help support the monthly rent finances. Hulk is like, hey, I could be your third roommate, I can pay the rent, I won't always be there because of like his schedule, even though at this point he wasn't really on good terms with WWE, with WWE as far as I remember, but Hulk's... But Brooke is just not wanting her there because she just wants to finally be on her own. She moves out of the house. Let her have her own space, Hulk. He says that Linda will be okay during all this because she's a strong woman during the divorce and Nick is still holding up in prison, so we're getting updates on them. Hulk even puts photos of himself all over the place so Brooke doesn't forget that, hey, don't forget about your daddy because he's got so many pictures of himself to put around the apartment. Finally, Glenn arrives, and Brooke gets a call from her mom to see all the moving in process is going. Hulk has to sit down and talk with Glenn, because he wants to get reassurance that, hey, nothing's going to happen between you and my daughter, is there? Because those who don't know, Glenn is gay. and He had to make sure that Glenn like, is actually gay instead of heterosexual or bisexual, but Glenn says on a scale of 1 to 10, he's 10 in terms of gayness. Like, He's full-on gay. There's no chance of him being with a woman again. So he's giving Hulk the reassurance nothing's going to happen. And after Hulk is doing his own thing, Brooke opens up to Glenn about the divorce and feeling like after the divorce is finalized, she thinks that Hulk and Linda can both move on, but uh, clearly that's not the case for Linda now, is it? Yeah, and anybody who's seen the news reports and everything know that. Linda just can't fucking move on. And Hulk is downstairs. He's talking to Sam, the guy who's at the front desk. I think he owns the apartment complex. And his overprotective spy, over-protective side starts the show again because... He's saying that, hey, maybe I can move into the penthouse next door to Brooke. And, hey, just keep an eye on her. Make sure everything's okay. It's like, oh, she's going to be fine, okay? She's got Glenn. Now, then afterwards, we see a bit of shopping to try to get ready for moving in. And they go to Target. Nice choice there. And Glenn's trying to embarrass Brooke, saying, hey, Brooke, why are you around all the condoms and all that shit? And they need two carts of all the stuff that they got. Hulk's off on his own. He's getting chips. And Brooke and Glenn are just like... Oh, maybe we should call like where's dad? Pick up the red phone It's like, hey, can you leave a voice message saying we're looking for a Hulk teeny and hear hear it over the intercom system as a prank? But it's like it's just a weird moment. And Hulk as a little housewarming gift pays for all that stuff. I mean, that's gotta be a lot of money, even with Hulk going through a divorce and everything, it's still a lot to pay for two carts for a shit they end up back at the penthouse he still insists on moving in to help with the rent and protect brooke going forward because of course he's hulk but brooke's like no you're gonna be fine and then the next morning brooke wakes up and she sees hulk trying to install these security systems like a special lock on the door which i think they actually got rid of because i didn't see it after episode one it's like hey we got some weapons we got a taser we got like the spraying mace we got an air horn a whistle just for Brooke's protection in case she gets jumped by somebody like come on then finally the next morning hulk's gone he packs up his stuff leaves in that bedroom ends up being for their next roommate which we'll get on to in the next episode of this the this episode that we're gonna come across and then glenn and Brooke decide hey hulk's gone yay party let's go at some boys at the beach it's like yeah that's a way to celebrate so not a bad start to the series episode two Best roommate ever, whole concept, saying that they need a third roommate to help pay for monthly costs. And they're doing the whole interview system. Well, Hulk, right at the beginning, is calling Brooke and Glenn. Just, they're looking for a roommate. And he's like, don't you guys have any friends to call and all that shit? It's like, no, they tried. Nobody else is willing to move in. So Glenn decides, hey, why don't we just post some flyers around? And Brooke decides to do so through Microsoft Word on her MacBook, on her MacBook, I was about to say macbook pro but there's no guarantee because you couldn't see the front of it to see if it said macbook pro in there but she's making a flyer on microsoft word it looks so bad then they're putting up flyers everywhere like around street corners and poles they do so inside of a gym like for an advertising bullet board. and the gym owner points out on the sign saying hey it says no freaks apply that doesn't work you're in south beach damn it like that's not gonna fly you're gonna good luck trying to find somebody who you declared to not be a quote-unquote freak in south beach but they start going through the application process with so many people, and it just does not go well across the board. Yeah, one guy who struggles to speak English, like he does not understand much of anything that Glenn or Brooke is saying. One doesn't even know who Brooke is, even though she claims she's a musical, like, lover. But she doesn't, she says she doesn't look into the people that create the music, so she doesn't know who Brooke Hogan is or Paul Wall or any of them. One is too much of a party animal, like a slut, necessarily. One's too into politics, and... And then one guy has his interview cut short because they asked him, what's the most wild thing you've done? He said, I've had a threesome. Then they start talking about threesomes, like experiences, and then Brooke just completely throws him out. It's like, okay, this is too weird. Throws him out and then talking to talk about, hey, Brooke, have you ever had sex? And she's like, I'm never having a threesome, but Glenn's like, I'll pull it out of you one day. Yeah, right. So now, after the commercial break, Linda, Brooke's mom, finally comes over, and she's blown away by the place. Surprised how big it is. She sees the hot tub upstairs. But then she's like, wait, is that a condom in there? And she gets grossed down and walks away. when they pull it out of the hot tub. I was like, why is there a condom in the tub in the first place? Glenn. Then Brooke and Linda decide to go out to the beach. They start talking. Seeing like how things with the divorce. Linda seemed okay. But then after some talking and Brooke saying, don't worry, I'm here for you. Linda gets emotional. She's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So because she doesn't don't doesn't know what direction to go with her life due to the divorce. And it's clear even to this day in 2023 because you still keep talking about hulk it's like oh hulk he broke the marriage he broke my trust he did this like woman move on You're divorced. go move on with your life a couple days later now in the timeline brooke lets glenn know since he's on the roof that they finally have found a third roommate brooke's friend ashley who's been her childhood friend we saw her in the hogan knows best precursor special which i referred to in several a few episodes back and she might have been in Hogan O's Best of Memories Right. But I do know they also had at least one each Hollywood story uh, documentary on the Hogan family. And you should saw Ashley in there. She was talking about, like, how she would get some things for Christmas. Like, she got new clothes and a new toy, And then Brooke got a shitload of stuff at his child because Hulk spoiled her. So, showing that, yeah, they go far back for a while. So, Ashley arrives. She takes the bedroom that was... Technically a guest room at first with Hulk that was in there. And then they decide, hey, wait. A well, before I get to the last part, they get something at the door. It's a present, and they open up and they see it's a cardboard cutout of Hulk Hogan from 2002 with the bandana that says Hulk still rules. He had the great, the black facial hair like when he's in the NWO. This is like why Ashley puts a brawn. Glenn puts one of those Bob Marley hat wig combinations on the head. And to close the episode, they decide, hey, let's go to a club to celebrate Ashley moving in. So, they go out, have fun, meet boys, exchange numbers, and all that shit. It's whatever. Episode 3, things get chaotic, house party. So, the episode already starts off. There are all three of them, Ashley, Brooke, and Latter on the beach, and they discuss having a housewarming party to, you know, break in the new home. Brooke talks to a couple guys that she sees on the beach And one of them, she ends up having a crush on. They kind of do, like, kite surfing a little bit, I think. And one of the guys actually recognizes her because of the last name. It's like, oh, you're Brooke Hogan, Hulk Hogan's daughter. Oh, shit. So they have the invitations to the party. Hulk learns to a call from Brooke that the party's happening, which he's not happy because he didn't get invited. It's like, yeah, because independence, Hulk. But then she brings up the revelation that Brooke is invited stacks. And if you don't remember who Stax was, if you watch back on Hogan Knows Best, it was in that last uh, season where Nick had a friend with him on that episode talking about, like, sex education and all that. That was that friend, that bald guy who joined in with, like, talking on the phone and doing the drawings of the naked woman and all that in the class. That's that dude. And it turns out that Brooke dated Stax, which was never, ever known. I mean, they broke up, like, in storyline, like, the timeline a couple months before this episode happened, so it somewhere during that period between Hogan Knows Best and Brooke Knows Best, but Brooke decides she wants to invite Stax, so the party's like, yeah, we've been broken up, but, you know, he's gonna find out about the party, I'll let him join, and Glenn and Ashley are just concerned, because it's like, Stax is gonna be there, your ex-boyfriend, and you're inviting this guy who you'd have a crush on named Damien that she saw at the beach to the party together. So there's concern there. They go to the party store. They get preparation for the party and getting a bunch of shit. And, of course, for the party, they break out the Hulk Hogan cardboard cutout. Ugh, and that's going to bite them in the ass later. So the party is getting started. Everybody's having fun. ton of people come around. And Brooke, the whole time, she's so flustered that she can't even talk with Damien being there. Things quickly start going wrong because then people start to get rowdy. Then food's being thrown, a glass gets broken, people go into Brooke's room, which she did not want. Ashley even brings Damien upstairs in order to avoid her, and or him and Stax even being in the same room together. So, trying to avoid that awkward stuff, and Brooke later talks to Glenn because Stax, right in front of Brooke, is looking Ashley up and down, and Brooke admitted earlier in the episode she still kind of feels some stuff for Stax, even though they're broken up and the loved ones in there, but you know, they still care about each other. But Stax is just completely pissing Brooke off because just being, not caring about how Brooke feels or anything, just looking Ashley up and down, flirting with her and everything right in front of Brooke. He just has no regard for how Brooke feels or anything. And then the party just goes out of control because everybody starts horse-playing in the hot tub, someone attacks the Hulk Hogan cardboard cutout downstairs, and Brooke tries to end the party saying, everybody, get out, and then something expensive gets smashed on the floor, which Brooke says was like $5,000. I don't know if it was like some Vase or something like that but it was something pretty loud that smashed and then security comes upstairs says that they've been getting some complaints about the noise Brooke's like i'm sorry i'm kicking everybody out so everybody's gone damian leaves and rise the episode ends damian actually comes back kisses Brooke and leaves and of course she faints on the floor she's like oh my god like come on Brooke, you've been with how many guys that's nothing new to you episode four spring break smackdown this is this one gets a little wild so hulk checks up on brooke and learns that she's been invited to co-host a party in panama city for spring break which hulk's like oh that's the party everybody gets wild why don't i join i'll bring a friend and brooke reluctantly agrees but glenn and ashley are not happy it's like no this was our supposed to be our spring break and have fun she's like no he's got a friend they'll go do whatever and get out of our hair you wish so they arrive to the location, and we find out which friend Hulk brings, because he gets in the red Ferrari with Brian Knobs. Oh boy! And they still cannot spell Brian Knobs' last name right, because they keep spelling it with one B instead of two. And during the whole montage where they're going around the red Ferrari, you hear them playing Cherry Pie by Warrant. I mean, I gotta approve of that is a great song. Then Hulk and Nobs they get to the party, which everybody's not exactly thrilled about, but the partygoers are happy to see Hulk and Nobbs, yay! And Brooke reveals they'll be judging a hot body contest. But Hulk and Nobs, while Brooke and Ashley are getting talked to by guys, both of them intervene to the guys talk, and Nobbs slaps the guy so hard in the back that he leaves a handprint. <laughs> like, smart move there, Nobs, why don't you just stick his head in your armpit like he did with the wrestlers? So then they're doing the hot body contest. Hulk and Nobs are just standing up there in the stand area, almost just making cracking jokes about every person that's posing for the contest and all that shit. And some of them are seeing the Hulk's mannerisms, like pointing and ripping the shirts. And Hulk and Nobs decide, hey, can we get in the part into this? And they end up being last minute additions, which everybody's just embarrassed about, but the crowd's going nuts. Like Nobs is just posing around everything. Hulk's ripping the shirt, and Brooks decides, hey, my uncle Nobs wins. He gets it. Then you see Glenn get thrown into the pool, and Hulk's deciding decides to pants knobs in front of everybody. Thank God for the censors. So now, they get to another party, and it turns out to be a phone party at this place called Fred's. And Hulk and knobs end up passing by in there conveniently in their limo. They see, oh, Brooke's there with the phone party. Driver, let's go see what's going on there. They intrude and everything, and Brooke asks them to leave. And you'll see why in a bit, but foam starts covering everybody, there's chocolate syrup all over the place, it's a mess. The reason they left was because they were promised the next day that the trio, Brooke, Glenn, and Ashley, were going to have a playdate with Nobbs and Hulk. So, they're woke. the trio was woken up in the morning, and Nobbs and Hulk decided to go in and give a wake-up call to <laughs> Glenn by just jumping on him while he's still laying in bed. And covering him with whipped cream and shit and everything, so... Yeah, great way to wake up. And they decide, hey, today, hard to play day, we're going to go to the world's largest maze, which sounds like fun. But it's kind of a th- weird thing. So it's Hulk and Nobbs versus Ashley, Brooke, and Glenn trying to see who can get to the maze first. The wrestlers go off, and they got a bit of a head start because they're older and slower, and they can't find the exit. So Nobbs and Hulk, after a bit, keep, get so many dead ends and getting pissed off, they decide to cheat by crawling under the walls and ...to finally get to the exit... ...and unfortunately the exit they go to... ...has a sign that says emergency exit... ...slash give up door... ...and they think oh hey we won... ...but there was a problem... ...they had white stuff... ...which was residue from the gravel that they were rubbing on... ...when they craw- when they crawled under the walls and everything... ...still on their elbows and clothes and everything... ...so the trio decides hey you guys don't win... ...and as a result they got to go off doing their own thing... ...because if, the- if Hogan... ...Knobs actually won this... Then they get to decide the plans for the rest of the day because they were cheating and they were caught with the white, the residue all over their bodies. Yeah, you guys cheated, you lost, screw you. They left. And Hulk and Knobs are just not happy. It's like, man, how could you? Why didn't you just clean yourself off? Ah, let's go to a bar. And that's about it. All right, episode five, halfway point of the season. Brooke's extreme boyfriend. So the trio goes off and they're taking part in watching this charity boxing event, and Brooke. Gets an eye for one of the boxers that's actually in the second fight of the night. And this guy that she gets an eye for actually wins his match via referee decision. And this guy ends up having a wild lifestyle in terms of stuff he likes to do. Kind of a daredevil. But there are going to be so many turns taken with all this. So they go on a first date and the guy, I believe his name is Keith, takes Brooke wakeboarding for their first date. Which Brooke gives up on because she can't even get started by getting on her damn board. Because they every time she gets pulled, she just front flips over and over. And she's like, yeah, I can't do this. They leave it. Second date, the guy actually decides to invite Brooke, Len, and Ashley with his friends to go paintballing. Which Brooke is not exactly really hyped about. And the call ends up happening for confirmation that the day was going to happen while Brooke was talking to Hulk. But she, like, she's never done this before. So the day, but the day goes on, and it ends up being kind of iffy because Brooke the whole time when she's doing paintballing, she's more focused on actually dodging all the shots rather than actually using her gun. She's like, run, run! Like, it's, the old saying goes, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So it's like, how are you supposed to survive and everything if you're just running? You're not going to get any eliminations there. Then Brooke decides, hey. I did your stuff. Why don't we just go on a normal date? So, their third date, she goes on a dinner date. But the problem is, as soon as the guy shows up to pick her up for the dinner date, he's got a black eye because he had another fight. He's like, yeah, it's okay. You should have seen the other guy, though, that I fought. He's in a lot worse shape. So, they did sit down, have a romantic date. And, like, the subject of the divorce starts coming up again because the guy asks, are you more of a daddy's girl or a mommy's girl? But Brooke says that now nah, she loves her parents both equally she gets a bit more closer to her father, though, because Hulk, daddy's a little girl type of thing, and talk about how the divorce has just been really tearing the family apart, of course, but it's just been affecting her everything. And then the fourth date happens, and it's where things finally come to a close because the trio get invited to join this guy on a reptile farm. And Brooke gets uneasy because this guy, Keith, ends up getting into a pen and wrestles around with an alligator. And as soon, like, he's, like, petting the alligator, riding on the back, and even temporarily has his chin and the held open jaw of the alligator. And Brooke's just like, I can't do this, and walks away. And that's enough for her to decide, yeah, this relationship ain't going to work because this guy's just too dangerous, too much of a liability, can't watch it. And she breaks up with him and walks away. I mean, can't really blame him because somebody can only go take this shit so far without saying okay no more so it's like their lifestyles just do not clash now episode six <laughs> oh boy oh this was a rough one the guest from hell so the concept is that glenn brooke and ashley are relaxing on the roof trying to get some sun and glenn confides to them saying hey my friend ray needs to place to crash at for a few weeks because his house is getting renovated So this guy, Ray comes in, and the the big thing you see right off the bat is he is a gamer. And you see some of his accessories when he brings in the Master Chief helmet, a Mario hat, a Star Wars lightsaber, stuff like that. And they notice tattoos on his body. Like they say, oh, you got the Apple logo on your left hand, but they did not recognize the Legend of Zelda Triforce on his right hand? Are you kidding me? So then they say, Ray, you can stay in the common area, like sleep on the couch. He rearranges everything with his gaming stuff. And at one point, Ashley and Brooke come home and he's having that whole, you're affecting my focus shtick while he's gaming and everything. I don't know what he's playing, maybe Call of Duty or something like that. And he's telling them, hey, he games during the day, works during the night, has no social life. Which I'm listening to that and I'm like, shit, really, really speaking out there, you jack off. So it's like he's telling them, hey, be quiet. I'm focusing on gaming. It's like, you're in their home, Ray. Don't be a jack off. So later on, Hulk's calling the house. Ray answers the phone. He's not really being the most respectful person because he doesn't realize that he's talking to Hulk Hogan, the father of Brooke, which Linda or Brooke gets pissed off. It's like, how could you talk like that to my dad? You're just not even talking to him like a normal person. So then Hulk decides to call on a friend to check on Brooke to see how things are going and this Ray guy and all that because Ray made the mistake saying that he lives there instead of saying, hey, he's temporarily there. We can also see the following morning where Ashley and Brooke are about to have, are having breakfast and they see Ray is sleeping naked on the couch. And for whatever reason, Brooke decides to take a picture of it. Why? Now, who is the friend that Hulk called up? My name is Al Green. Yes, the very same Al Green from WXO, and we've seen him before in past episodes of Hogan Knows Best. So he's coming along. He seems like he just wants to see other places, but he's actually making sure this Ray guy isn't going to try to get with Brooke, and he's sure as Hulk that, hey, nothing's going to happen. Not the kind of guy for Brooke. But things get progressively worse again because Brooke and Ashley come home at one point and find his whole living area a complete pigsty with food on the floor uneaten food everywhere it's just a complete mess and they can't take it he's even got her brush for some damn reason and then what really pushes brooke over the edge was that at one point he comes home three in the morning with a woman and he's trying to turn on the hot tub but he doesn't know how so he wakes up brooke at three in the morning because glenn is not there says hey help me turn on the hot tub she gets up turns it on but then his date needs to borrow a swimsuit in order to relax in the tub because she doesn't have her own, and Brooke calls Glenn on the phone, leaving voicemail, saying, you gotta do something about Ray, because he's driving me nuts waking me up at three in the morning to fix a hot, turn on the hot tub. Either you set him straight, or you kick him out. And then right before they go to commercial, Ray has the audacity to ask his date, so what do you think of my place? Dude, you're clearly trying to show off. You, you don't lie to women, because eventually those lies are going to catch up to you. So then finally, after this, Brooke then, after the one of the last breaks of the show, Brooke discovers that somebody used her bathroom because there was piss all over the place and it turns out it was Ray. She's so like, "Ray, there's pee all over the place. You're a pig." And they finally have a meeting in the without Ray in the bedroom to their side. He can't stay here. Then Glenn is like, "I can't kick him out. He's my friend. I've known him forever." So then the next day, they sit down. They after like ugh, Let me backtrack. Just sleep it. Cuz this whole episode was just nasty. Brooke Hall is trying to clean her bathroom, she calls Hulk, saying that this whole living situation is not working with him. Saying, you just gotta be straightforward and kick him out. So, the next day, Brooke and Ashley sit down, talking to Ray outside, and break the news to him, saying, Hey, you gotta find somewhere else to go. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, I've been in ass, goodbye. We never see him again. Thank fuck. Episode 7, Brooke's first prom. Brooke's never been a prom before, and she's working with this organization called Becca's Closet which was about a girl who would collect prom dresses and give, donate them to women who needed prom dresses that could not afford them. And unfortunately, the girl that was starting this, organi- this organization, which later got taken over by her parents, was killed in a car accident. So Brooke is working with them to help keep this thing going, helping girls find the right prom dresses for them. And one family was really appreciative of it because one of the girls both of her par- that was getting a dress fitted for her, both of her parents were unemployed. So it was like great charity work. And then they decide to work a deal there saying that whoever wins an auction gets to take Brooke to prom with her or with him. So they're doing all auction. This guy named Eddie wins. So he's going to get ready to do the prom and everything. But tragedy strikes uh, in real life because the very same day, unfortunately, that the prom is about to happen is around the same time that Nick gets sentenced. To his eight-month prison sentencing because of the whole car accident. And it's really affecting Brooke and Glenn and Ashley can com- comfort her and everything, because it's just bad timing there. But it's just like she eventually calms down, she gets ready for the prom. She meets up with Eddie, and for some reason Glenn and Ashley are taking pictures and filming everything with their own cameras, even though you got a camera crew watching this from their own angle and everything, so you don't need the extra camera work. So then they go into a limo. Like, Hulk calls up saying how everything is, and this guy also talk Like, Eddie, the guy that takes Brooke to prom, talks to Hulk on the phone. He's like, oh my god, I'm talking to Hulk Hogan. It's like, you fucking mark. So they go with, like, prom. Everything's cool. And if, before they go to prom, Eddie helps Brooks meet his family everything. And for the first time in the entire... this entire show, there's something involving music, because not including the montages from before... But Brooke is like singing and playing the piano, kind of a little performance for Eddie's family. So it's like finally something happens involving music involved when it comes to the musician of the series. So they go to prom, everything happened, everything's cool, dancing, Eddie is just being an absolute freak. And one of the main things they try to hammer home at the end of that episode is that Eddie makes a pact with his friend that he's going to kiss Brooke. And eventually he does, right at the end of the episode, when he takes Brooke home, kisses her before she goes inside. So, it's like, hey, he got his kiss with Brooke, okay, you win your bet, but then again, what exactly did you win? Nothing. You just kissed a woman. Big whoop. Episode 8, Tattoo Me. And this was kind of a thing that you kind of saw a foreshadowing of, just a little bit in terms of teasing within the show's intro because if you watch the intro, you see Brooke going around doing different things and during one part of the sequence of the intro, she's outside a tattoo parlor sign. She's like, oh, I wanna get a tattoo. Well, it's gonna happen here because the beginning of this eighth episode, Brooke's making breakfast in the morning and the trio gets visited by Linda. And they talk about saying Brooke wants to get a tattoo, which Linda's not exactly on board with. It's like, no, you don't need a tattoo even though Linda's got one of her own. Brooke says she wants to get a musical note doesn't know where to get in Linda's like, why don't you get on your lower back? It's like, no, because then it'll be a tramp stamp. So then Brooke is still getting nervous about this. Like and they get to the tattoo parlor and she's freaked out about the needles to the point where she almost bolts it out of the tattoo parlor. But then after being calmed down, she's like, okay, I'll get in. She gets a little a uh, small little musical note while hearing it right ear. So it's like, okay, something simple related to her love for music. But it's like this was six minutes into the episode So he's still got another 15 minutes to kill. So how do they do it? Well, Hulk, he's in Los Angeles because at this point, they're rebooting American Gladiators. He calls Brooke saying, hey, why don't you, Glenn and Ashley, come out to L.A. and join me on the set? She's like, yay, but there's a problem. She's nervous that Hulk's going to find out about the tattoo, and Glenn suggests, hey, why don't you wear a neck brace and claim you're injured in order to cover your tattoo there? Well, I mean, if she was a wrestler and selling kayfabe, then yes, that would work, but she's not a wrestler, even though she would later spend time in Impact, but she didn't sell anything. Uh, yeah, that's going to totally work. So the trio gets to L.A. They go on the set of the show, and they're shown around. They even, for the fun of it, climb that pyramid structure that they got just to see, hey, we can quickly get up there just to fool around. Whatever. And then everybody talks to Hulk and Catering, and he gets dangerously close to seeing Brooks' tattoo by complimenting her hair and moving around a bit. She's like, oh, my God, he almost found out. And then they show, like, filming of an episode of American Gladiators, except they show through the... Camera angles from the VH1 crew that's filming this show. So, different camera angles about all the interviews and all that shit going on. Everybody's hanging out in Hulk's trailer in the back. And finally, they break the news to Hulk that, hey, Brooks got a tattoo. It's like, you can't hold this secret in forever. And Hulk isn't exactly happy about it. You can tell he's disappointed because, A... It's like he wanted it to be run by him, of all things, even though it's just a small tattoo hulk and it's involving music or true love. And because it was like, okay, you had your mom there. She was involved in this, but I feel left out from this whole experience. I mean, eventually he cools down. It's like everything's okay. And then to close off the episode, (laughs) which was weird, the trio decides, hey, why don't we dress up like the American Gladiators? So they got their outfits on and Glenn's got to wear a cup. He pops out, like, wearing the outfit and everything like that, and Ashley and Brooke a few times start playing with the cup, knocking on and everything, being like, knock, knock. Glenn's just looking at him, he's like, who is it? And it's just like, come on, dude. So, yeah, it's just a bunch of tomfoolery. Uh, episode 9. This one feels like a rehashing strip to be fit. So, right off the bat, Glenn, Ashley, and Brooke want to go salsa dancing at a club. And Hulk is just like, he's not buying that salsa dancing can count as an exercise. It's like, what happened to the training, say your prayers, take your vitamins shit? Well, I mean, she's not on steroids, dude, so don't worry about that. And they decide that after dancing, they hear about a pole fitness club for exercise purposes. But this sounds like a rehashing of that episode, Hogan Knows Workouts, from season four of Hogan Knows Best, where Linda wanted to lose weight and was taking all those classes. So it feels a bit like a rehashing there for in terms of an overall purpose. But Brooke calls her mother, convinces her to join the class. You know, like they're going to dance on poles, work on their fitness, and everything like that. So they break. So Ashley, Brooke, and Linda go to the class, and Brooke is easily picking up on this shit. Everybody knows, like, hey, she's a natural, easily picking up the moves. And Brooke is really enjoying this, and she decides, hey, I want a pole for inside of my house. And she goes to the store called Hustler Hollywood. And of course, you think hustler, you think dirty shit. They got panties, they got condoms and all this other stuff, and they she spends like $500 on this aluminum pole. it's like, really? $500 for a pole? That's too much. But then she states that, don't worry, I'm not gonna do use this and do stripping for a living unless her music career, my music career doesn't work out. And then they show that whole outer shot at the front of the store, and Linda just screaming, Brooke! Just like, yeah, they gotta do that in order to... Uh, give that whole effect saying that she's that fucking loud. So Linda comes to the house and just as they as she gets there, the stripper pole arrives. They install it and Glenn tries it out. He runs up and swings on it. it's like, okay, it's not gonna fall over, ain't gotta worry. And some they later invite some friends over to check out like check out the house. And Ashley does a bit of dancing on the pole and then so does Brooke. However, the problem with Brooke dancing on there is that some that their friends take photos and videos of the performance and Hulk gets alerted that footage of Brooke dancing on the pole was uploaded to YouTube because Jimmy Hart found it. So then Brooke, she realizes she misses eight calls from Hulk and all these voicemail messages. She goes on YouTube and finds the video. And she can't figure out who, like, posted the video in the first place. And I also checked on YouTube. The video's not there anymore. So it's like, and plus, this was 2008, so the person probably took it down after the episode finished filming, but... It's like, everybody's worried. It's like, oh my god, how we take this video down? Like, yeah, it's probably a complex subject for back in 2008, back when YouTube was still a newer thing, but come on. Just call up the friends and ask them to take it down. It's that simple. Then finally, at the end of the episode, Hulk finally arrives at the penthouse after five hours of driving and he sees the pole there because he thought Brooke was in a club stripping and dancing on a pole, but it's like, no. The pole's here in the penthouse. She's not stripping, she's just dancing on there because she was doing this exercise and like showing it off for her friends, Hulk's like, "Oh, but you got to be careful of what can be put on the internet." Yeah, if only you took your own advice, there, Hulk, from your whole racism scandal from a few years back. Click, click. So now finally we get to the final episode of the season, episode ten, the old college try. We already get trouble right off the start because Brooke's driving the car, Lens in the back, Ashley in the passenger seat, I think and they're trying to drive and they're on the highway like a turnpike and their car runs out of gas so then ashley's got to help in the driver's seat she's calling for help and Brooke and glenn decide we're gonna push the car but they stop because it's like hey the motherfucker who i just called is right behind us with a with a canister full of gas in order to help get us back to at least a gas station or something so like yeah stop pushing the damn car then finally they get home and ashley can tells both. Well, Glenn and Brooke that she's talking about thinking about going to college she couldn't decide if she wanted to go back to New York or stay in Florida because she's got a scholarship and Brooke's like hey why don't I go to college but both Glenn and Ashley laugh at that and the thing is Brooke's thinking about this because she's frustrated with her music career is considering going back to college and getting some kind of major in science or psychology maybe marine biology but of course when I hear the words marine biology I keep thinking of George Costanza who pretended to be a marine biologist Anybody who's seen Seinfeld will understand that reference. So Brooke decides, hey, I'm going to go with Ashley to go to FAU, one of the colleges down in Florida, to see if it's a good fit. So they sit in a literature class, Brooke is not paying attention one bit. She's dozing off, goofing off with Ashley, like poking her and everything. She's checking out the dorms, which she's not impressed with because of the small size and all that shit, but she's either just not paying attention or sleeping. Glenn asks how it goes, and Brooke's just like, oh, it was boring. I mean, that's how school is, Brooke. You can't expect it to be a big party fest. And then Glenn just says, "Hey, don't like you might want to hold off on college because right now is not the right time. You need to focus on your music." So then later on, they go back to campus because they find out there's a bonfire and they watch some football action because football games going on between teams. They later attend a bonfire which Brooke loves. She's like, "Oh, that was so much fun! I love it." And she later calls Hulk on the phone and asks for his advice: it's just to go to college or not. And Hulk says. Well, there's nothing wrong with going to college, getting your education, and stuff like that. It's something good to fall back on. But it's like, if music is your one true love, you just stick to it. And he also reiterates a point that when Brooke was young, she was really into marine biology, which she said she was thinking of. But it's like, you don't really think of Brooke being somebody who's into science, of all things. Like, you've never really seen that side of her, even with Holy Knows Best back in the day. But it's like, Brooke's got a decision to make. College or music? So the end of the episode, she's sitting there on a MacBook, letting Ashley come in. She's like, I'm weighing the pros and cons and everything. She's like, yeah, music is my true love, but college is real, Da da dot, dot. But I don't do real. So instead, she's sticking with music. She's so like, not going to college, got to stick with what she loves. And then they fast forward like three weeks and show that Brooks in a musical rehearsal. She's loving it. And then she, her heart drops when she finds out that a music video they want to do is going to cost her $75,000. But it's like, hey, you want to do the music video, you got to sacrifice the money. Because I think, according to Wikipedia, it was saying that she had, like, no label or contract or manager or anything. But it's like, if how can she not have that stuff? You just saw her within the last season or two of Holy Knows Best of her just signing a contract with that dude who I know eventually passed away that was doing the whole Ponzi scheme shit. I can't remember his name now, but I talked about him in that precursor to Holy Knows Best. And you also had that other guy who signed, like, fucking uh Britney Spears so it's like how does she not have a label like connection still or did something fall through during that brief period between when Hogan knows Best last aired and the beginning of her series like <laughs> good god but anyway that's gonna wrap it up for this first season this season ah it like I said some episodes were hit and miss cause like the moving in fine the guest from hell was cringeworthy because of the guy's behavior and all that shit you would have thought there would have been more focus on Brooks' music and everything, because that's what they kept putting so much focus on with Hogan Best to help jumpstart her music career, but they, nothing really was done to reiterate the point that, hey, she's a musical artist, and you should check out her music and anything throughout this entire 10 episodes of the first season. So, it's just like, I can't really recommend this season at all. Like, you had some fun moments like, yeah, Nobs can be there for comedic purposes to entertain the people, but that's all you really had for the season so anyway next time when i get the chance i'm gonna cover season two but don't expect a discussion on the last episode because like i said i can't find it so i'm gonna only be able to review nine out of the, the first nine of the last 10 episodes of this final season to cover the full second season hogan knows bet or sorry brook knows best and then that'll be it for this show yeah the show did not last long so if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please remember to leave a like. Subscribe with the bell turn on if you're watching this on YouTube. Or follow if you're listening to this on any other services this podcast is available on. And I will catch you all in the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good day, everybody.